This is Nathaniel and Joy Pullman with the Common Good Podcast. Today we will be talking about the concept of Skolé and the Skolé sisters. Uh, Joy today had a women's retreat. They watched a number of videos about the concept of Skolé and how to implement that in the life of a mother particularly. And we are going to have a discussion about that retreat and the concept in general. Joy, why don't you tell us about the retreat? Hi, thanks, babe. Um, well, I, I kind of started on a lark. I follow this podcast um, called the Scalay Sisters, and they're just a group of homeschooling mothers who uh, have kind of a mix of Charlotte Mason and classical going on in their homes. And so they're always t- talking about good ideas as well as a healthy dose of kind of mothery stuff, handling kids, you know, just silly lady stuff, the sort of thing that's probably floating around in brains of people like me. <laughs> So I like to listen to it. Um, they, you know, book discussions and they have some good guests for people I like. And so anyway, so they were putting on um, this basically kind of a virtual retreat where they, you know, they had a number of speakers among their group and they invited a special guest named Cindy Rollins, whom I really like. Um, she is kind of a graduated homeschooling mother of, I think, nine children, um, eight of whom were boys. And I just really appreciate kind of having a voice in my life of kind of uh, someone who's been where I am and can see <laughs> speak to me from the other side of things. And so it's really helpful. You know, basically a lot of her advice consists of calm down. It's all going to be fine. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I mean, I hope at the end, I mean, when I'm getting older in years, I will have some more wisdom and insight, you know, and more virtue, a calmer temper and all of that things. And so she kind of has earned that, you know, through her, her living. And I like to hear her anyway. So they were putting this on and they, they invited ladies like me around the country to, you know, kind of get together with their friends and have a special ladies day um, to listen to this conference. And I wasn't able to get my things together in time to do it for their live version. So we just, um, I, so I, I, I sent out an email to my friends and I, you know, asked a couple of people, would you be interested in this? And they said, yes. So we went ahead and did it anyway. Um, I mean, uh, the the ladies talked about a number of things, and you and I were, you know, talking about discussing kind of the idea of Scolé. That mm-hmm. was the first session that we had with Misty Winker, Winkler, who is um, a lady who runs the blog called Simply Convivial. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something that, you know, as you well know, has kind of been floating around in classical education circles for a long time. Christopher Perrin at um, Classical Academic Press is really into it. He gives a couple of talks on it. Um, but actually maybe before we get into it, I'm going to have you talk, you probably, uh, well, I was going to mention, you know, for people, it's, people will say, Scalay, what restful learning. Um, and you can tell me about the Greek since you know Greek. Um, but I just wanted, you know, um, to kind of introduce the concept for people who weren't aware of it. Right. Um, and, and that's basically what Misty did. Right. And so, uh, I'm not sure that the Greek word actually would be that helpful because like many other Greek words, uh, the the root may have had some indication of how it ended mm. up being used. Um, <clears throat> but it's probably more helpful to talk about what they mean by it. And right, I'm sure right. they spend a great deal of time yeah. defining it themselves. So why don't you just give us a quick, maybe not quick, but an overview. <laughs> I don't of, know if I can be quick. <laughs> yeah. Just an overview of, uh, of kind of what they mean by scolé for somebody who just has never heard that before. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so the way that, you know, Chris, well, the, well, I think the fount of this all comes from Joseph Pieper. He's the fellow who mm-hmm. wrote Leisure, the Basis of Culture. And so the idea of it, of course, scolé is a Greek word that came down to us as school. 
But the idea, the way that it's being used by these ladies and the folks like them who talk about the kind of the wellspring of ideas that they're all drinking from um, mm -hmm. says basically the shorthand is restful learning. So, so if you look at Joseph Pieper, where he writes about leisure, rather an attitude of receptivity, mm -hmm. uh, an ad, uh, you know attitudes of wonder, of beholding, of contemplation, um, of the uh, you know so the idea of um, learning. Yeah, I mean, with your eyes wide open and you're kind of taking in what the God's creation, you know, and his, his world has to offer you mm -hmm. rather than immediately planning how you're going to use that. So right. I'm not going I'm not, you know, uh, people, the folks I'm not learning math in order to get a good score on the ACT so I can go to yes. college so I can become an accountant, and make a lot of money. And this is the question you always get from students when you're teaching them right, right. particular things like algebra. When right. am I ever going to use this? Exactly. That is the opposite of what you should be asking. Right. And that's kind of, I think it, a lot of this is kind of a reaction against that. Also mm -hmm. a reaction, I mean, also C.S. Lewis talks about this in The Abolition of Man. Mm -hmm. Kind of uh, our, our modern, manip we are really manipulative. We want to control the world. We don't want to worship. We don't want to wonder. We don't want to re kind of respect it. You know, we want to, you know, we, we take apart, you know, plants and we extract this bit or that bit and we mix it up in a cocktail and then it's a drug, you know, or, mm. you know, um, just, yeah, again, kind of manipulating and controlling the universe as opposed to, you know, wonder, yeah. goodness, kind of, you know, just that receptive attitude, the worship that you, you know, you look at the stars and you see something beautiful God has wrought. So you can look at algebra and you see, mm. wow, that's a beautiful thing right. that God, you know, wrote into the universe. Um, it's something to respect and to enjoy to, you know, and right. so that it's kind of a different attitude. You know, Misty talked about bringing that kind of attitude to the learning. And that's, of course, yeah, um, uh, and distinguishing it from. And so the whole kind of retreat was blended into this theme of um, building into our lives as mothers um, times that we do restful learning so that we can continue to be growing as people not just to model to our kids, although that's something, but also so that we, you know, we're not just stagnant. <laughs> you know, it's easy when you have little, right. you may or may not understand this, which actually I think Nathaniel understands better than a lot of men, but I won't get into the reasons why right now. Um, but, you know, but women have a very, when you, when that makes it sound worse than it is. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I mean, that Nathaniel's a really involved father, so he, uh, you know, does a lot more hands-on things than a lot of dads that I know. That's really what I mean. So, he uh, understands the mother's struggles more than I have noticed that some men do anyway. So, but you know, moms, when we have these little kids running around and you're not sleeping and like someone's nagging you constantly all day long, every day, um, you know, you just feel like, you know, kind of you like you don't have not, it's not necessarily time for yourself, but uh, a thing that you do that is contributing to your growth as a person, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, we talked throughout the, retreat in the workshops about, you know, just different ways of continuing to do that, to be maturing as a human being, mm -hmm. someone that your children can, you know, as they grow into their, their middle school, their elementary, you know, they're, they're growing into adulthood and maturity that you have continually fresh ideas, you know, to be presenting with and dialoguing with them about and kind of growth mm -hmm. as a family rather than only expending and kind of I think it was one of the ladies used the word, you know, mar a martyr to your family mm. rather than just being like, oh, well, I can't ever possibly read a book because my family needs me so much, you know, right. um, as opposed to this is important. You know, I 
as I grow as a person, I have more to offer other people, so on and so forth. And this is good for my mental health and my sanity. Well, right, and that's the thing I was I was just thinking about while you're saying that is mm -hmm. that um, one is that we want to be careful that we don't fall into the exact trap that they're trying to get out of, which mm -hmm. is to say, this is I'm doing it for this reason so that I can sure. accomplish this other thing. Right. right. Well, and, um, yeah. And so yeah. it it sounds to me like it, it's similar to the uh, this is uh, this goes back as far as Plato, but to say that. <clears throat> Uh, our minds and bodies but must both be trained and nobody would look at you like you were strange for saying, oh, I set aside time every day right. where I can make sure that we have a good meal to eat instead of just getting freezer <laughs> pizza. Right. Or I set aside time every day where I you know, do a little workout for 15 minutes right. so that my body can be you know, well-trained and in good shape. And people, exactly. Nobody says, why would you do that? Are you expecting to have to, you know, run a marathon no this is just good for me, yes right right i'm well actually that's one of the analogies the ladies use right exactly nobody would question you doing that I've taken as obvious of course right. we want to keep our body we are body soul and spirit right so uh, we accept implicitly that our bodies need maintenance and we as christians we accept that our souls need maintenance we go to church we need feeding from god's word mm -hmm. constantly regularly but sometimes you know I mean, of course, human. We all can fall into neglecting all the three, but one that maybe mothers are, might be more susceptible to is neglecting their mind. You yes. know, that part of us that is human that also needs to be fed, just like right. our body and our spirits. Right. And the other thought that I had was, uh, you said being a martyr to the family. That's mm -hmm. just, you know, you don't want to be a martyr to the family or something like that. And um, well, go ahead, babe. Yeah. So the the thought I had there was that seems like it might be a false dichotomy, which is to say, um, particularly in the age in which we live, you do not have so much to do as a mother mm -hmm. that you cannot spend 30 minutes a day right. in quiet, you know, trying contemplation and reading and trying to understand the world and, and that sort of thing. Right. Um, uh, if, if that was the case, if with all of our technology that has, you know, <laughs> given us, so many extra hands in our house. Yeah. Uh, if, if we still couldn't find a half an hour, I don't know how anybody else lived in the history of the world. <laughs> I know, right? right? How did, they're like how washing their clothes by hand. How did Mon yeah. Pa Ingalls not just like die of starvation? <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, and so um, it seems to me that uh, part of what – and and you tell me if they talked about this because I obviously was not at your mother's retreat. Um <laughs> But uh, but part of this would be recognizing that we fill our lives with things that maybe are not as valuable as this. Or I think for a lot, especially with mothers of younger children, mm -hmm. we haven't learned to create like the order in their habits and mm -hmm. our attitudes in our homes to sure. make the space available. So, you know, it's I think it's totally natural for a mother with very little children who are very needy and whiny and can't do anything, you know to just run from minute to minute to minute, you know, trying to keep up our home and in between, in between all the kids, you know, needing to be napped and punching the brother and, yeah. you know, this, you know, making a mess over here and, you know, getting them to the doctor's appointment, you know, so we could just be kind of, you know, running from crisis to crisis to crisis rather sure. than saying, okay, well, the crises will mostly happen between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m., <laughs> but between 1 and 1.30 p.m., you know, nap time or, like, right. quiet time, however it is, I'm going to teach my household that we have a period of yes. rest during which I have my mental growth, you know, I, right. I do my scalet, they call it. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so that you said that was the first session. 
Yeah. Sort well, of yeah. defining. And, and, and it was, I mean, Misty's kind of, an, you know, a broader a philosophical ideas person. So she was talking, mm-hmm. you know, about the need for, you know, rest and what the idea of school A is. And like I said, this, the attitude of receptivity. And then some of the questions we talked about was, were, were how, you know, how can I bring that kind of receptive attitude to my home, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to my parenting? Um, yeah, yeah. And things like that. Sure. And I really like, I mean, cause I, I mean, one of my flaws as a mom is to get too anxious about like all the little crises and, and instead of just taking it, I, one of the things I wanted to do it, you know, as a result of thinking through this was to say, what I would like to do is when, when the crisis happens, take half a second to say, take a breath. I'm going to, you know, be re- not not receptive to the crisis, but receptive to my child's need, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's going on at the moment, mm-hmm. rather than saying, oh, my goodness, here it is again. That's another right. emergency. I never get a moment to myself. So, I mean, you know, the attitude of, you know, here's a create, you know, creature that God created and gave to me to, to cherish and take care of, you know, and, and their need may be to be told that they're blowing things all out of proportion <laughs> and, and right. they need to calm down about this ridiculous thing they think is an emergency, but isn't, but like that, you know, that rather than saying you're so ridiculous, why are you even bringing this to me? Oh my gosh, you're so immature. <laughs> the mothering thing to do, you know, right. maybe with the attitude of school, you know, might be okay. I am receptive to our need for family growth right now. And I will consciously think about how sure. I can steer the situation, right. or, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's good. I I think we do tend to get caught up in the tyranny of the petty and urgent. Um, right, right. And particularly when there are no big things in life, right? You know, go, sure. again, to go to previous previous generations and previous eras. Yeah. If the kid came to you complaining that, you know, so and so said something mean to him, are you going to stop, you know, making the cheese that your family needs to survive the winter? Before it all rots, problem, you have right? like gallons and gallons right. of this milk here, right? right? Or whatever. Or to go it is. deal with this silliness. Yeah. No, of course not. And everybody would learn very quickly that that's not how this <laughs> family operates. Right. And Otherwise, so, we can't, we literally cannot yeah, survive. We, we just die. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's the answer there. So, um, and so that, uh, and I think we'll, we'll talk about this a little more later, but that training and uh, in, in that this is how our family operates, mm-hmm. I think needs to be a big part of that, right? To To say we have this attitude about life in our household, but that requires some training because children do not naturally have a quietness and receptivity and wonder about the world (laughs) um, that we might want them to have as they grow. Or they Uh, do, but it might be selective, you know? Sure. Right. And so that, I mean, part of that is training them. Mm -hmm. Look, you know how to do this. Right. You are a capable person. You can actually get over the fact that your brother said a mean word. You can just move on with your life. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, and there's some other points I'd like to get into, but maybe we can save those for another chat. Um, uh, would you is, would you go into if there's more to talk about with just kind of an overview of the other things that they talked about? Oh, there was I mean, there was a lot, but it was more mom focused. So okay. maybe I'll, you know. Sure. So, for example, Cindy, kind of the featured speaker, um, gave a really good and kind of. Uh, convicting would be the nice word, you know, talk mm-hmm. about kind of the sorts of bad habits that mothers fall into and we justify uh, bitterness, discontentment, envy, you know, um, just, she, you know, the little foxes that spoil the vines kind of thing. So that was really good. But I'm sure that happens sure. in an educational, well, it happens interpersonally, 
you know, all the time. Yeah, and absolutely. education is huge. It's, you know, education is very much involved. We, I think I came, I started out thinking that education is about the content. Mm. It's absolutely about the content, but it's yes. also about like a mix between the people and the content. And when you're educating a child, you're not just, you know, bringing them up to this feast of ideas, but you're also helping their character be someone who can actually want to eat the yes. feast and, and know how to, and like actually digest it right. and incorporate it into themselves. You know, right. that's all active work. And anyway, so of course, so that sort of thing is, is important to us just as humans because we all get bitter. We all get discontent. We all have petty griping and all of that sort of thing. Um, and so, of course, that applies. But in, I mean, the context we were talking about is, of course, this is a mother's retreat. So we're mm -hmm. talking about it as mothers where that crops up. Yeah. So one of the things this I thought of this earlier and you just said it again. Um, but um, this idea of the words that they use, I'm not terribly comfortable with. Um, mm. and we'll, I think we're going to talk more about that another time. Um, but uh, I think contentment is a better word for a lot of mm -hmm. what they're trying to say. Yeah. And that's a more biblical word, probably. Uh, and so Bible talks about how contentment, uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. And contentment is basically the positive side of the coin of the ninth and 10th commandments, right? Hmm. Don't covet. Mm -hmm. right? Well, what does it mean to not covet? It means to be content with what God has given you. Sure. Right. Right. And so we often think of coveting as, you know, the, the list that is given specifically, right? Wife, house, Oh, donkeys. I never right. covet donkeys. <laughs> I have not coveted my neighbor's donkey. <laughs> Perfect right? in that score. <laughs> uh, but th that's sort of meant to say everything. Right? Yeah. And so what do, do we covet our neighbor's free time? Do oh, we covet, burn. <laughs> right? uh, are we content with yeah. the busyness that God has given us in our life, the blessings of the children he has given us? Yeah. Right. And so that, that contentment, the sort of opposite of covetousness, I think is wow. a nice biblical way to think about the things that they're trying to say. How very Lutheran of you. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the Bible. <laughs> Bringing that in there. Imagine that. Yeah. So uh, I, this is actually a common thing. And this is why I made sort of the this remark I made about Greek at the beginning is that a common thing in the classical education renewal is that we are trying to rebuild from we know not what. Hmm. Uh, we often do not understand our foundations. And so yeah. we rebuild things that are sort of skew they're not quite mm. right they're off slightly mm -hmm. and that's partly because we don't understand our foundations and so we're just kind of like we found these foundations and we're trying to build on them and it just ends up weird because we don't really get it um and i as guilty of that as anybody else uh well a little bit less because you know we're lutherans but Funny. Um, <laughs> that's a joke for all who are wondering uh you know, but we're all kind of guilty of that because we it's it's hard to even know what we have lost. And that's mm -hmm. actually one of the benefits of some of these classical education books that I really love is you mm -hmm. sort of it gives you a picture of what things might be mm -hmm. and what things might have been. Um, in any case, uh, I actually was talking with one of the moms um, at the retreat about that because she was saying mm -hmm. that she came. She, you know, public schooled. Um, she had never thought about a different way of doing education. And she only had recently learned about classical education. Now she has these, you know, very little children. And she's thinking, oh, my goodness, where do I even start? You know, I didn't have this. I don't know how to give it to my kids. Right. And I was saying to her, you know, the, the attitude that I have begun to adopt about that, and you, you and I have talked about that, is, 
you know, that in our generation, we're going to do the best we can to recover and our kids so that our kids can go farther. Right. You know, because they Absolutely. have that foundation that we've given them. That's an improvement on what we've been given. And our parents gave us the best that they could, you know, that they mm -hmm. could give us. Definitely. You know, and so then we give the, the best that we can have, no matter how broken it is going to be broken. But we give right. that to our kids and then, you know, then they can hopefully build on that and so on and so forth. And I mean, that's kind of the hope that you have is that, you know, I, I can make the step forward that I've got for my time. Right. Well, and. I, I often remind myself and others of this that it took the progressives 80 to 100 years mm -hmm. to ruin education to this point where it is now and to sort of destroy this building that we're trying to rebuild now. Mm -hmm. And if we think that constructing a building is going to be easier than destroying it, right? we should probably be thinking again. And uh, if it took them 80 years, it's going to take us at least that long to rebuild it. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's a good place to end. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Just keep we'll going leave you on with that circles. depressing <laughs> thought right there. Like, I don't actually. I think that's really. No, it's not depressing. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's it's comforting uh, in sort of a, a curious way to know that we don't mm. we don't have the ability to build this building ourselves. Right. Uh, it is going to be the the work of us and the generations following to rebuild this. We will just. Faithful. faithfully pick up the bricks and mm -hmm. put them back in the wall. Even if, you know, like rebuilding Nehemiah's wall, we're putting in tombstones because we have nothing else to build with. Mm -hmm. um, we do the best faithful job we can and pass that on to our children. Uh, and, and what they do with it is up to them and God. <laughs> right. And, you know, it may be, uh, this is a depressing <laughs> Oh, no, no depressing thoughts. Well, no, maybe that, you know, the elders will weep to see our temple because mm -hmm. they saw the old one, right? Sure. They saw Solomon's temple, and maybe our temple will not be as good, uh, and that might be. Uh, but that having the temple that the elders weep to see uh, causes Better the young men no to rejoice. At all. Yeah, yeah. Because they have a temple, and they have a place to worship, and they've rebuilt it, right? And so uh, we'll rebuild our temple, and... Uh, you know, if it's not as good as Solomon's, so be it. Someday we will come to the new city. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh, that's right. Built that's without hands. Better. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time.